0: Yeah, sure. Uh, definitely a very different venue, though it's just across the just across the road from where we are used to racing. Uh, so familiar in the sense of everything else, the preparation, the bus ride. Uh, you just, when you walk out of the truck, you go to the right instead of to the left. Um, and I understand they moved the venue because the ground was soft everywhere, it hadn't frozen, they were able to make some snow, um, and they thought they could... Uh, have more success putting snow on the roller ski track which is on the biathlon side um it's also noteworthy that uh, just two weeks ago they had this huge storm roll through the one that wiped out the the bite to stolen sprint um and it knocked down i think 150 trees on the current course uh, the sprint course and the distance course for tomorrow uh, so they've done a lot of work here and uh, i think they were re- their hard work was rewarded today it was a great event Uh, the profiles are dramatically different Uh, this is quite a long sprint Uh, i think it's 1.6 k fortunately we had quite fast conditions so the times were right in a window that we like to see for both men and women and uh, the, the profile has at the old venue it's across the road has much steeper climbs it has um, two significant climbs um, actually three for men and two for women and this one is much gentler the relief is low uh, but the grind is significant and uh, it, it creates some interesting tactics you know you at first glance it's It's tough to figure out exactly what the tactics might be but then as you start to do workouts together as a group you realize that there are drafts you realize that the the fast start is important something where you can be working from like the third or fourth position or or better um, Out of the start because with a looped course just a turn that is really never stopping It's really difficult to make passes as soon as you find uh, a window, you know, it's never on the inside uh, it's on the outside and that's longer. so you have to have some serious wheels in order to make moves on a course like this. So uh, all in all, uh, different event, but this is uh, one of the great things about the sport is you have to be adaptable. Uh, the conditions are different every day, and in this case, the course is different. And I think the the OC pulled off an awesome event.
1: Um, In terms of there was kind of one one primary climb sort of at the end of the loop um, and they're skiing that twice. So in terms of your conversations with athletes, were there was there a difference in how they were trying to approach that first climb um, versus the second? And was that the same between both the men and the women?
0: It's less broken down um, uh, from one gender to the next and more just from one individual to the next. Um, some people felt like they really wanted to conserve on the climb on the first lap uh, whereas someone like rosie uh, who has you know good top end but she doesn't quite have the wheels necessary to to accelerate at the end she has the ability to just punish people in the middle of the course and so that's what she tried to do right from the beginning is as soon as she could get into position uh, after a couple tricky starts today she was she was able to push the pace and and they make people suffer that way. So, yeah, a little bit of a different strategy from one athlete to the next.
1: Okay. Um, what about the falling snow? Was that um, slowing anything down in terms of the tracks or not not super uh, relevant in terms of affecting conditions?
0: It didn't seem like it affected anything today. Um, there were lucky losers coming out of various heats. And that's usually a good indication of whether or not things are slowing down or speeding up. Okay. Um, it was a, a beautiful day. It almost felt a little bit like a snow globe.
1: Yeah, that's um, kind of how it looked to you. <laughs> things
0: were not really precipitating uh, with with much significance. It was very, very fluffy, almost almost uh, had no substance to it. It was incredibly cold this morning, um, minus fifteen or cooler. And then you could almost have your gloves off this afternoon because it had changed so much. But it was still, I think, probably minus six or minus eight. Okay.
1: Um, on the women's side, can you talk a little bit about just uh, heat selection and and um, it seemed like there's kind of a different strategy there this week versus last week.
0: Yeah, you know, last week uh, we had we had gone over the race footage from previous seasons and feel like we're we're not skiing with great edge uh, right off the bat, and so um, rather than just being knocked out of the quarters uh, in in Ruka, we we thought maybe we could select easier heats at the expense of ending up in the second semifinal at the bottom of the bracket, making it more difficult to win. Maybe we could get away with um, some results in the teens or maybe a top 10. Um, Whereas today, an event that's a little bit more in our wheelhouse, and I think we have our feet under us now. We've all got some races under our belts. Uh, We're not jet lagged. You know, the reasons uh, (laughs) – To, to ski slow are behind us, and so so we we're we're back kicked into aggressive mode, and people who are feeling good, I think in and, and, and um and aggressive, I guess, chose some earlier quarterfinals today. It was nice to see Kevin get in there, um, in that fast uh, first quarterfinal, and you saw Jesse and Rosie and Julia all selecting things um, a bit differently this week than last
1: um overall how are the women feeling about their day
0: i i think quite well um i actually haven't had a chance to talk with hannah um but really cool to see a new athlete into the heats today which is great and uh you know she doesn't have a ton of world cup experience and um you have to remember that she had this tremendous horrendous car accident um just two years ago and um, she's qualifying 21st today. It was just really cool. And I think I ended up 28th on the day. So that was, that was huge. Um, having Kevin Bolger get into the heats today, um, and then lay down, uh, probably his most competitive world cup result ever. I would say, um, not his best numerical result, but just the result with the field depth in mind. Um, that was great. And, uh, so the, the, the vibe's good. Yeah. People are, people are feeling good. Um, there were some near misses out there today, but we're, we're getting going, and and people who haven't yet connected with the ball yet will soon. Yeah.
1: Um, on the men's side, it, it seems like, you know, JC uh, for the second week in a row racing into the semis is a, a pretty noteworthy uh, result. Um, then you've, you've also got, you know, Kevin and Ben racing really well in the heats. As, as you kind of mentioned, Kevin, they're looking really aggressive and, and racing in incredibly uh, stacked heats. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, yeah, just how you, how you how you thought, um, those two fared in terms of their, their tactics in the quarters and the semis and, um, just their, their approach in terms of choosing, you know, Kevin had, um, I think the top three qualifiers in his quarterfinal and, um, uh, JC selected a later heat, um, and just whether or not like, their their individual experience racing at this level has any effect on their heat selection.
0: It does. You know, you look for a heat that um, you hope there aren't Americans in it, and so sometimes I think that influences our selection because um, we don't want to be taking each other out, and sometimes you're, you're more likely to be aggressive around athletes from other teams than you are around your own, and if you're not aggressive around an athlete from your own team, um, you're probably not going to fare well in the sprint heat. So, uh, that weighs into things a little bit. Uh, it was cool to see, you know, we, at the end of the day, it's the athlete's choice, what heat to go to go. in. we, we might have a coach in there, um, offering some guidance, uh, you know, a, a sounding board to bounce ideas off of. But at the end of the day, that's Kevin that selects quarterfinal one with, um, Clay Bowen and and, uh, Sean and, and, uh, you know, going for a shot at lucky loser and he, he, squeaked it out and, and that was great. And that's a great sign that an athlete is feeling good too. So I think how Kevin was selecting heats was also reflected in, in how he was uh, skiing in the rounds for, for JC, for both of those guys uh, really pleased with the execution of their heats, you know, trying to get quick starts. Both of them were having very fast starts today, um you know we talked about this is this being a course uh, where if you are fifth or sixth out of the start the cards are uh, more stacked against you than your typical course because of the winding nature and uh we do so much so much practice with starts and just speeds every week throughout the year um that those guys have that card in their quiver so or in their in their hand um And so that was cool to see. And so if you're able to do that on a course like this, uh, you're advantaged right off the bat. Um, Tactically, uh, JC and Kevin were aggressive. I love seeing that. Uh, I think uh, I'd have to review the footage to be more critical than that. But I think at the end of the day, uh, these heats are incredibly stacked. And so being tactically aggressive and smart doesn't always play out. So um, they both got... Uh, I think sixth in their semifinal heat JC lost a four way photo finished lunge. I haven't seen the photo. Yeah. Um, you know, that that he was bummed about cause he, he came out of that corner in third. And then he, he just said he kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, he was, didn't quite put the wheels together for that last hundred, but, um, you know, he put himself, he set himself up to, to win that heat and just, it just didn't, wasn't able to pull it off. And that's fine.
1: Yeah, I think that heat had a, a complete first through sixth in JC's heat was half a second, and yeah, second or third through sixth was 0.1 seconds. So, yeah, amazing. It was, uh, yeah, definitely down to the last meters. Um,
0: mm-hmm, for sure.
1: <clears throat> the last question I had for you is, um, just kind of talking about qualification more broadly. Um, in the the most recent Devin Kershaw show, he and uh, Sadie Mobay were discussing just that qualifying is kind of a skill that you have to figure out at the world cup level. Um, and for kind of the the layman out there, I am hoping you can kind of say a little bit more, more about that in terms of, um, yeah, how is, how is racing a qualifier and trying to make the rounds? How is that kind of a unique skill? And, um, I guess following up on that, how have some of these men and women who have navigated that, um, done so, so effectively? at this level
0: yeah that's a good question um, the, I, the thing that comes to mind is the warm up and um, to explain why a warm up is so important you can think back to the last set of intervals that you might have done as an athlete or you know just a, just a normal person you know somebody who's just out um, doing 4 by 4 intervals or something and it's always the case that you know the second or third interval feel really good and it's before the fatigue has started to set in. But it's those intervals that feel great because the body is most warmed up. You've actually brought the muscle temperature um, to the to the temp that it wants to be at to perform maximally. And I think that's something, uh, particularly on cold days when it's minus 15, 16, 17, um, it's so critical. You don't want to be out there for too long, but you have to be. You have to just bundle up. And get the body warm so that you hit that qualifier on that equivalent of your second or third interval, and so um, it's certainly a skill. And uh, I think for the most part, you're seeing uh, these athletes who are trying to figure out qualifying, playing around with their warm up, and once they get it dialed, they settle in on that, and it tends to include some, you know, some intervals. Uh, may, maybe a good example could be 20 minutes of easy skiing where they're testing skis with their technician. Then during that window, the tech picks the skis and then runs back to the wax truck. The athlete continues on their second or third pair of skis um, for the warm-up. Um, and then after 20 minutes of skiing, they start doing a little bit of threshold. They'll do some race pace intensity. Um, some of our athletes like to do um, more of a normal uh, neural component to their warm-up which mm, before they do their intensity uh, after that 20 minutes of warming up they might do something like uh, you know speed ladder drills uh, track track drills things that we work with our strength coach to to come up with some some quickness uh, so that the the athlete can recruit the elasticity and those muscles that just are ready to go um, so it's a good way to wake the body up. And sometimes you feel at, here athletes after their qualifier saying, I just felt like I couldn't get going. Maybe I didn't warm up enough. That's just really common quote after an unsuccessful qualifier. Uh, but I think our team is, is really organized, really professional and very focused on if we have 12 athletes entering a
1: race, we're going to have 12 different uh, protocols. Awesome. Um, any other thoughts on, on today?
0: Uh, really excited about the day uh, it's it's cool to have Ben Ogden uh, qualify again this is his first uh, first time qualifying I believe in World Cup skate and uh, he was in it uh, you know it, he, he didn't have it at the end but uh, he's going to and so that's really exciting great to see Julia put together uh, <laughs> Julia was our top top qualifier today and uh, <clears throat> and and that's really saying something after a season that was tough so um You know it's easy to forget what a what a struggle in some ways last year was for Julia, and so so rewarding to see that sort of success emerge again. Um, And and you can see the twinkle is back in her eye, even though she never really lost it all last winter. It's fun to fun to watch that come back. Um, I think lastly, you know uh, we're we're really psyched to be here in Lillehammer, and at the same time, it's uh, very exciting to be on the eve of the kickoff of the Super Tour. And so uh, we're looking forward to seeing the results coming in uh, from all of our uh, teammates and friends back home. Uh, this new venue in Duluth uh, sounds amazing. I heard they have just tons of participants and uh, we're we're looking forward to uh, hearing how that event goes. So good luck to everybody.
1: Awesome, thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, thanks Rachel, great to chat with you. Thanks yeah, you
1: everybody. Too.